Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I'm your host, pharmacist Eric Christensen. Thanks so much for listening. You can certainly find us on iTunes or anywhere else. Uh, If you enjoy the podcast today, definitely uh, leave a, a rating and review. We're greatly appreciative of that. Uh, so the drug of the day today that I wanted to talk about was caffeine. Um, caffeine, you may not consider a drug. You may consider more of a supplement. Uh, but regardless of how you feel, it, it has physiological effects on the body. Uh, it has uh, potential for adverse effects as we escalate doses, and we've got the potential for uh, drug interactions as well. So I think it's very important uh, to recognize this given the vast amount of use of caffeine that our society uh, uses out there. So most often uh, where I see caffeine used is obviously in uh, beverages, things of that nature. Uh, However, there are multiple different tablets, formulations uh, that are available over-the-counter as well. Often they're uh, referred to as energy boosting or increased alertness or uh, staying awake. Brand name uh, is No-Dose, for example. Um, so understanding that, knowing that, we know caffeine is a stimulant, and, and that's what it's going to do. Um, as we escalate doses, we're likely to get more and more stimulant effects, but that comes at a risk of complications as well. So let's get back, uh, kind of round this into shape. Uh, some brand names I've seen, Stay Awake, uh, Nodos I mentioned, um, it's also in Excedrin, in, in management of headaches, um, often obviously in combination with other uh, drugs such as NSAIDs and, and uh, you know, aspirin or acetaminophen, um, but can be uh, utilized in that situation as well. Mechanistically, uh, caffeine is a uh, phosphodiesterase inhibitor, uh, which can increase cyclic AMP. Uh, it has CNS stimulant type activity. So increase in uh, alertness, um, potential ramping up of heart rate, um, potential complications of insomnia, increasing anxiety, uh, maybe even tremor, for example. Um, but again, it's a, it's a dose-dependent effect. As we escalate doses... Uh, the risk for more and more complications certainly uh, can add up. So I definitely think about caffeine when I'm working with patients. I absolutely do. And particularly if I see uh, some of the potential complications from caffeine. So example, GI upset can happen with caffeine. The more caffeine you take, the more you know, it has the potential to cause stomach upset, nausea, things like that. So if I see a patient on, 
you know, high dose PPIs, for example, and I know they're taking a lot of caffeine, that's definitely a patient where I'd say, hey, you know, can we curb that caffeine use a little bit? Um, same thing with elevated blood pressure, uh, increased heart rate, understanding and knowing that somebody is is using a lot of caffeine, um, we can likely pin a proportion of that adverse effect on some of that caffeine use. Uh, same thing with sleeping at night. This is something I see in geriatrics so often where patients start taking a sleep medication because they can't sleep at night. Well, maybe they're loading up on caffeine at 6, 7, 8 o'clock at night and they're not understanding why they're, they're up all night. Sometimes patients don't recognize that. It may seem obvious uh, to us healthcare professionals, but um, patients um, don't recognize that sometimes. With caffeine, there definitely is a risk for dependence and withdrawal symptoms. Uh, I remember a headache specialist talking about the challenges of caffeine withdrawal because many patients can feel awful uh, for up to a week or two if they're trying to uh, quit or cut back on their caffeine intake. So very, very important to, to recognize that and uh, the, along with that, the risk of uh, you know medication overuse headache um, and caffeine being a potential player uh, in that, that risk there. All right, so one other uh, thing I wanted to mention with adverse effects, so we talked about GI upset, tachycardia, insomnia, worsening anxiety, uh, GI upset, maybe even diarrhea. Um, tremor is something that I have rarely seen. Usually that's going to be at higher doses and or in combination with other meds that could worsen tremor, but it is something to think about. So um, one case I remember, uh, high caffeine intake, as well as other meds that could contribute to tremor. And the provider started primidone to manage uh, the, the patient's tremor when it was because of adverse effects from a high caffeine intake as well as um, other medications, the, the other stimulants the patient was on. So definitely think about that. And if you're seeing unique symptoms, uh, you got to think, uh, there is a potential for adverse effects, and caffeine um, certainly in, in higher doses could contribute uh, to some of those issues. Uh, there are some warnings, uh, precautions with certain disease states, um, seizures, uh, diabetes, uh, GI bleed, GERD issues, uh, anxiety, insomnia I mentioned, uh, cardiovascular disease. These are all situations where, uh, you know, caffeine could potentially uh, worsen those conditions. Now, how often does it happen, um, you know, and how severe is it? I would say for most patients that are doing a, a cup or two of coffee a day, it's probably not going to be high on your radar as a big issue. Now, you get that patient that's a frequent user and they're you know doing uh, coffee and energy shots and all sorts of other stuff throughout the day yeah it definitely could um, pose a much greater risk so uh, those are just kind of the way I think about things and uh, the quantity the amount of caffeine uh, definitely is a, a critical thing uh, to think about monitoring uh, with caffeine I would say blood pressure, pulse, those are two things that I, I take a peek at. Um, as far as specific lab work, uh, you're probably not going to do uh, much for routine lab monitoring 
with caffeine um, as long as you don't see any clinical indication uh, to do so there. All right, so let's take a quick break and then we will wrap up with drug interactions. If you're a pharmacist or pharmacy student, definitely go check out meded101.com store. We've got NAPLEX resources, uh, BCPS exam resources, uh, BCACP, so ambulatory care, medication therapy management certification exam, and geriatric certification exam. Uh, definitely go check out those resources, uh, support the sponsors, support this podcast, uh, Real Life Pharmacology. In doing so, also, uh, if you're in the market for uh, just clinical reading, clinical education on medication management, case studies, and common things you're going to see in clinical practice, we've also got links at meded101.com store uh, for Amazon books, Audible books, and other resources as well. So go check those out, uh, support the sponsor, and uh, help us grow this podcast. All right, so let's finish up on drug interactions. First thing I wanted to mention with caffeine is uh, CYP1A2. That is uh, an enzyme that it can affect and can be affected by. So a good example here is fluvoxamine. Uh, It's a drug that's not used incredibly often. It's an SSRI. It can inhibit CYP1A2, which may lead to an increase in concentrations of caffeine. So if you see a drug, maybe a new drug comes out, and you know it's got 1A2 inhibitory activity, it could potentially uh, raise the concentrations of, of caffeine. Uh, also, caffeine may have some inhibitory activity itself on CYP1A2. A uh, good example of a drug uh, that's broken down by CYP1A2 is clozapine. So we may see increased concentrations of clozapine on account of caffeine being added to a patient's medication regimen. So definitely think about this and obviously caffeine's availability as an over-the-counter agent and in various products from you know, chocolate to coffee and things of that nature uh, can cause some issues uh, potentially with medications. Again, the more caffeine you take, you know, the more likely uh, it is you're probably going to run into to issues. Uh, caffeine can also alter lithium levels, uh, potentially lowering lithium levels. So that's an important thing to think about. And then from the adverse effect profile, uh, I definitely think about um, cardiovascular concerns. So if you've got uh, a beta agonist on board, uh, that could certainly increase the risk for tachycardia, for example. Uh, stimulants like methylphenidate, uh, amphetamine salts, uh, even illicit drugs, uh, methamphetamine, uh, cocaine, having caffeine on board or significant amount of caffeine on board in addition to taking some of these stimulant agents may really exacerbate that tachycardia, exacerbate that hypertension. So uh, definitely important to, to think about that. Uh, opposing effects, this is something I have seen in clinical practice, probably most often with insomnia medications. Uh, I've seen it numerous times where patients take caffeine late in the day and then they take a sleeping pill at night. 
So very, very important to assess for that because we don't want to add additional sleeper medications if we don't have to. So ensuring that patients are taking uh, caffeine early enough in the day where its effects are going to wear off in time for bedtime uh, is important to try to limit the use of some of those uh, sleep medications. All right, so that's going to wrap up the podcast for today. If you enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes previously, uh, do us a kind favor. Leave us a rating review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. Share us with a friend. Uh, Send an email, message, text, uh, social media, share, whatever, um, to help us grow the, the podcast and share good, solid medication information and education uh, to healthcare professionals. Go sign up at reallifepharmacology.com. Check out our mailing list. You'll get a free 31-page PDF on the top 200 drugs. A great little resource just to refresh yourself uh, with commonly used agents in practice and some of the most consequential uh, clinical pearls that go along with those medications. Uh, If you want to track me down, uh, I have occasionally taken on uh, side projects and and work and helping people. So um, LinkedIn, you can find me, Eric Christensen, uh, PharmD, BCPS, BCGP. And of course, you can find me at reallifepharmacology.com or meded101.com and hit the uh, contact button there. I'm going to sign off for today. I thank you so much for listening. Hope you picked up a few practice pearls. And uh, we will see you another day. Take care. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.